today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. When we post on social media that post, do you realize that even if it's deleted or removed or blocked or whatever by the admin, God still has a record of it? I think we would do well to ask ourselves, do I really want to post this? Do I really want to say this? Do I really want to do this? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Varag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Jeremiah. Do your social media posts honor God? In today's message, Pastor J.D. teaches you how every action you take now will one day be used to judge you after the seven years of tribulation. God doesn't do this to rebuke or punish you, but like a loving father, he guides you back toward the path of righteousness. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Jeremiah chapter 25 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. It's during those times when the Holy Spirit will just speak in that still small voice and say, No! (laughs) Don't! That's the Holy Spirit indwelling you, speaking to you, trying to protect you from you, doing that because God loves you. Listen, listen, take heed, take heed. When the Lord speaks to you, listen to what He's saying to you, and take heed to the word of the Lord. Verse 10, moreover, I will take from them the voice of the mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the sound of the millstones and the light of the lamp. Wow. No, please don't. Every single one of these, there's a common denominator, and it's joy and gladness. And don't we take them for granted? Wait, there's not going to be any voice of gladness, no laughter? It's all gone? No, I want to hear laughter. The voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride celebratory, rejoicing, that's all gone too, yeah. The voice of mirth and that's all gone, yeah, gone. The birds singing, yeah, gone. Well, the minor birds, that's fine, but not, not, okay. I went there. I've already shared that. I won't go back to that, but I just, yeah. We, we take them for granted, right? When we first moved here, and of course my wife back home to Kailua as a Kailua girl, I remember sitting with my wife. We're there in the family room of our house that we were renting at the time, and and I'm looking out the window, and the, of course the jealousy windows, they're open, and I'm hearing the, the doves, you know, oh, it was so, so, oh. I remember telling my wife, I hope I never get so used to that sound that I take it for granted and don't hear it anymore. Sure enough, 
what happened? There came a time where, oh, they're still cooing and singing and praising their Creator. Not the minor birds, <laughs> but, they're, 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 but I, I just took it for granted. You know how it is? You don't, you don't hear that anymore. Remember one time we're driving back to the windward side from town, and you know that breathtaking view as soon as you come out of the tunnel, oh, sunny day, oh, just haul. Oh. <laughs> and I remember telling my wife, I said, I hope I never lose the appreciation for the beauty of the islands. Sure enough, it's not long, you're coming through that tunnel. Come on, why are you driving so slow? All gone. Verse 11, are you depressed yet? <laughs> you will be by the time we get done. And this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment, and these nations shall serve the king of Babylon seventy years. Notice the specificity. Then it will come to pass, verse 12, when seventy years are completed, that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, the land of the Chaldeans. This is modern day Iraq, by the way. Ancient Babylon and the Chaldeans are what we know today as modern day Iraq. For their iniquity, says the Lord, and I will make it a perpetual desolation. So, verse 13, I will bring on that land all my words which I have pronounced against it, all that is written in this book, which Jeremiah has prophesied concerning all the nations. I know you turned off his prophecy update, but he still prophesied. Okay, never mind. Verse 14, just want to make sure you're still with me. Parenthetically, verse 14, many nations and great kings shall be served by them also, and I will repay them according to their deeds and according to the works of their own hands. For thus says the Lord God of Israel to me, verse 15, take this wine cup of fury from my hand and cause all the nations to whom I send you to drink it. And verse 16, they will drink and stagger and go mad because of the sword that I will send among them. Uh, that's very interesting because it would seem to imply that whatever is in this cup is so poisonous and venomous as to have this kind of a neurological effect. It's not intoxicating, it's poisoning. And <laughs> they will drink and stagger and go mad. And I'm going to make them drink of this cup. We're going to see that here more in a moment. Now, there's something here, and it's not so easily seen at first read. We're going to see this again when we get to First Peter chapter 4. Verses 17 and 18 in First Peter chapter 4 basically go like this. The judgment of God begins in the house of the Lord. Judgment must begin in the house of God, but it doesn't end there. Why? Because these are God's people. So they're going to be judged first, then all the nations will be judged. But it begins in the house of God, the house of God, the people of God.
the judgment of God. Verse 17, Then I took the cup from the Lord's hand, and made all the nations drink to whom the Lord had sent me. How's that for a calling? That's what God called Jeremiah to do, and he was faithful. Jeremiah, here's, here's your ministry, the first church of the cup of wrath. Wow, thank you so much, Lord. That's, yay. <laughs> Verse 18, Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, its kings and its princes, to make them a desolation, an astonishment, a hissing, and a curse, as it is this day. Verse 19, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, his servants, his princes, and all his people, all the mixed multitude. You better catch your breath, because this goes on for a while. All the mixed multitude, verse 20, all the kings of the land of Uz, all the kings of the land of the Philistines, namely Ashkelon, Gaza, Ekron, and the remnant of Ashdod. Edom, verse 21, Moab, this is modern day Jordan as we know it, and the people of Ammon. All the kings of Tyre, this is Lebanon, my birthplace. All the kings of Sidon, and the kings of the coastlands, which are across the sea. Didan, verse 23, modern day Saudi Arabia area, that peninsula. Temma, Buz, and all who are in the farthest corners. All the kings of Arabia, and all the kings of the mixed multitude who dwell in the desert. Do you get the impression? that's all? Everyone? There's more. Verse 25, how you doing? All the kings of Zimri, all the kings of Elam, uh, Iran, all the kings of the Medes, that's the Persian area, all the kings of the north, far and near, one with another, and all the kingdoms of the world, whoa, which are on the face of the earth. Also the king of Shishach shall drink after them. Therefore, verse 27, you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Drink, be drunk, and vomit fall and rise no more because of the sword which I will send among you. And it shall be, verse 28, if they refuse to take the cup from your hand to drink, then you shall say to them, thus says the Lord of hosts, you shall certainly drink. For behold, verse 29, I began to bring calamity on the city, which is called by my name, Jerusalem. And you should be utterly unpunished. You shall not be unpunished, for I will call for a sword on all the inhabitants of the earth, says the Lord of hosts. I'm pretty sure nobody has this as a life verse on their wallpaper. Verse 30, therefore prophesy against them all these words, and say to them, the Lord will roar from on high, and utter His voice from His holy habitation. He will roar mightily against His fold. He will give a shout, 
as those who tread the grapes, against all the inhabitants of the earth. A noise, verse 31, will come to the ends of the earth. The Lord, this is interesting, has a controversy with the nations. Oh wow, he has a controversy. It's controversial. But the Lord has a controversy with the nations. He will plead His case with all flesh. He will give those who are wicked to the sword, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, verse 32, we're almost, oh man. Behold, disaster shall go forth from nation to nation, and a great whirlwind shall be raised up from the farthest parts of the earth. We talked a little bit about this last week, when all of the false prophets were saying, no, it's not going to come. Peace, relax. And here's Jeremiah, repent, it's coming. They're like, no, Jeremiah, what, the doom and gloom prophecy guy? No, come on, relax, it's not going to come. And then Jeremiah declares by the Lord, oh, it's going to come. It's going to come swiftly and violently, violently like a whirlwind. Oh, it's coming all right. And here we have this reference to a whirlwind again, noting swiftness and violence and destruction in its wake. Think tornado, think hurricane. And, verse 33, at that day the slain of the Lord shall be from one end of the earth even to the other end of the earth. They shall not be lamented or gathered or buried. They shall become refuse on the ground. Wail, shepherds, and cry. Whoa, wait. If you have a King James Bible, it says pastors. Let's keep moving now. That's enough of that. Whale leaders, whale shepherds, whale pastors, and cry. Roll about in the ashes, you leaders of the flock, for the days of your slaughter and your dispersions are fulfilled. You shall fall like a precious vessel. Okay, four more verses. <laughs> you okay? I'm not. Because of verse 35, because here it is again, and the shepherds will have no way to flee, nor the leaders of the flock to escape a voice of the cry of the shepherds and a wailing of the leaders to the flock will be heard. For the Lord has plundered their pasture and the peaceful dwellings are cut down because of the fierce anger of the Lord. He has left his lair like the lion, for their land is desolate because of the fierceness of the oppressor and because of his fierce anger. Okay. Oh. Wow. That's how the chapter ends, and 
That's how the Bible study ends too. Let's close in prayer. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, I would love to, but there's something here that I think the Lord wants us to see. Um, this is a prophecy of future, right? You understand that? This is going to find its ultimate fulfillment at the time of the end, at the end of the seven-year tribulation. And God is going to judge all the nations. But of key interest and note here is how it is that the judgment is more severe to those who were leaders of God's people. As James said, as we just studied in our verse-by-verse study through James not too long ago, those who desire to be teachers, that's a good thing. It's to be commended, but you need to know what the fine print says about that. You will be judged by a much higher standard. You will be judged more strictly, more severely, because to whom much has been given, much is required. And and you have to understand, pastor, leader, shepherd, that when you get up there behind that pulpit, as is your privilege to, you have and are dealing with not just life and death, but eternal life and death. Eternal life and hell for all eternity, and yes, hell is forever. That, that's pretty serious. Uh, you're dealing with very serious eternal matters, the souls of people the eternity of people. That's pretty serious. And you'll be held to an account with what you did. When judgment comes, you will be judged, and you will be held to an account for every word. Every word. Yeah, okay, Lord. Okay, I I do, I think I have uh, a green light from the Lord to end on this note, because I think it's a word fitly spoken. Something I've been thinking about, especially this last week, and the Lord knows my heart on this. You know, when we post on social media, that post, do you realize that even if it's deleted or removed or blocked or whatever by the admin, God still has a record of it? I think we would do well to ask ourselves, do I really want to post this? Do I really want to say this? Do I really want to do this? Because the day is coming, well, I will have to give an account for that. Every word I spoke, everything I did, I will be recompensed accordingly and proportionately. Boy, they have a word for that, by the way. It's called deterrent. Deterrent. When you think about it like that, you think twice about that. And when you come to a passage like this, which by the way, let's be honest, this is why 
pastors of churches won't touch a chapter like this with a 10-foot pole, as we say. This is why it is that there's no expositional teaching of the Word of God. It's chapters like this in Jeremiah. Who wants to here drink from this cup of wrath and judgment? No, I, I want to I want to teach on the, this passage here. Which, which one is that? Oh, God loves you. Oh, wow. Oh, thank you. I, I feel so good about myself. You do? You feel good about yourself? Yeah. Yourself? Yeah. I feel good about myself. That's a problem. Because <laughs> When I read my Bible, um, I see the opposite. Um, I don't feel very good about myself. I feel good about God. Because I, I look at a passage like this, a chapter like this, and it gives me pause. It gives me pause, and rightfully so. God's judgment is coming. God's judgment is coming. Oh, would to God that we would not heed the warnings prior when God wants to discipline us. And how about this word? We don't like this word. Correction. Correct us. When God corrects us. We don't like to be corrected. Excuse me. Oh, come on, in the marriage relationship? Me? What about you? Really? Hey, why don't you listen? Maybe there's some truth to that. And by the way, they have your best interests at heart. This is for your good. I love you enough to say something. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't bother. I'd say, yeah. No, I love you too much. I have to say something because, see, if you continue down this road, it may seem right, but it's the path that leads to destruction and even death. And I love you enough to correct you and redirect you and warn you. And even in the case of children, discipline you as hard as it is, especially after a long day and you're just so tired. And that child, they know it. I know those kids know it too. Boy, look at him. He's really tired. This, this is my opportunity. Get away with it, you know. And they start acting up and you're looking at them going, okay game on. We're doing this. And what gets you up out of that chair when you're so tired to discipline that child? Love. 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 Please see this through the lens of a God who loves us so much. That's why we have these warnings. That's why we have these chapters. 
We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Throughout this book, the prophet Jeremiah is speaking words that God has given him, warning the Israelite nation that judgment is sure to come. But the people don't want to hear it. They'd rather carry on in their revelry, living their best life now. If you've noticed, there's a mentality of that in today's culture, too. Don't you dare give anyone warning about the red flags in their life. They're just taking that idea of eat, drink, and be merry and running with it. Unfortunately, these warnings in Jeremiah weren't heeded. And that's how it can be today as well, as God gives fair warning about what's to come in the future. But are you prepared for what God's warnings are? Have you taken heed to what he speaks and teaches about in his word? These aren't just mentioned as a side note. Everything in God's word is intentional and has a purpose. If you'd like to know more about what this all means, we encourage you to go to our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. There, you'll find the ABCs of salvation under the resources tab. This provides an in-depth overview of what it means to believe that Jesus died for your sins and that he can save you from a life and eternity without him. If you're in the area and would like to connect with some others in person about this, we invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. You can find directions at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. We hope you'll join Pastor J.D. for the next edition in Jeremiah, here on In Spirit and Truth.